0: Welcome to Body Sculpt of New York, Six Weeks to Fitness Podcast, where we hope to inform, motivate, encourage, and inspire you towards living a healthier lifestyle. And now, here's your host, the President of Body Sculpt of New York, Vince Ferguson.
1: Hi, I'm Vince Ferguson. Welcome to Six Weeks to Fitness, Episode 123. Thank you so much for tuning in. Former Baltimore Raven Matt Lawrence is a graduate of the University of Massachusetts Amherst. After graduation, Matt went on to play four seasons in the National Football League. He played with the Seattle Seahawks, the Chicago Bears, and the Baltimore Ravens before retiring in 2012. While playing for the NFL, Matt was involved with the Presidential Council for Fitness and Nutrition where he volunteered his time to make a strong impact in the young lives who looked up to him. Wanting to make more of a global impact, Matt attended the Walton School of Business. There he was able to gain the critical information and skills needed to have a sustainable business model that he has today. Unfortunately, shortly thereafter, Matt was sidelined and forced to retire due to a very severe concussion. Matt currently suffers from debilitating conditions due to DTBI, traumatic brain injury. After enduring years of intense rehab, which didn't produce substantial results, Matt was forced to pass the baton. However, Matt's vision still remains strong, and from that vision, Lawrence International has been able to build a strong and well-versed team. They've helped make Lawrence International an integral part in so many youth and young adults throughout the world. And here today to talk about his career as a professional football player and his company, Lawrence International, is Matt Lawrence. Matt, how are you? How
0: you doing? It's uh, so great to be here.
1: Oh man, thank you for coming on my show. I really appreciate it.
0: It's uh, you know it's it's really uh, it's really great that. Um, you know, you do this and you uh, you, spread, you spread the wealth of, of knowledge around. It's going to help so many people to understand, you know, what fitness really means and really the impact it's going to have in people's lives. I really appreciate it.
1: Oh, thank you, man. And now, but before we talk about, uh, about your career in, in, in the NFL and Lawrence International, let's talk a little about your personal life. Where did you grow up, Matt, and what was your childhood like?
0: So my childhood was like, uh, I spent the first kind of, I was born and raised in Hartford, Connecticut. I, I think I moved out when I was 10 years old to to a suburb, Bloomfield, Connecticut. Um, but yeah, the backstory is um, very different than one that um, kind of how I say it is, 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 is every day when it comes to athletes. I had both of my parents in the household. Both of my parents had their master's degrees. Um Although we although we've li- we lived in the uh, you know uh, in, a, in a neighborhood that wasn't so uh, wasn't so great in my early years you know that had nothing to kind of do with um, nothing to do with what my vision was and what my the, the the future that my hair my parents uh, had for me yes yeah so yeah so it's it's very different you know I hear some of these guys sometimes and that sometimes you know every athlete I feel like on TV is, he comes from the inner city with one parent. And, and, I'm, and, and there's so much of us out here that is not like that. But, um, but yes, I had uh, both my parents. I went to a, um, I went to a private school coming up. Uh, my mom was an educator for 30 years. So her and my father really, really, um, you know, worked their, their tails off to get a better education for me. And as you know, as, as, um, others know once you get your master's it doesn't just open up a door of wealth and the money starts pouring in right that's it's right. uh you still have to work up work your way up and so that's kind of where we were you know two bedroom 900 square feet apartment and i'm, I'm in you know Hartford, connecticut and uh i'm driving you know uh i'm dr- i'm driving every day to this uh school uh Renberg school in west Hartford, where you know you know, it's very affluent, and then, you know you have senators' children there, and, and and what may have you, and so the contrast was very different. Uh, there, I learned so much in just you know socioeconomical, cultural differences, and that really molded and shaped me, kind of to, to, for my structure, you know, and that really did a lot to me. That was my that was my childhood. You know, you grow up, you know, liquor stores and 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 and, and crime, and then you. By, you know, by night, but then by day, you're going to, you know, all the pomp and circumstance that, you know, your private school has. And so it was, I was, I was very, I call it fortunate, you know what yes. I mean? Because although crime was in my neighborhood, you know, there was things that I took that were in me just culturally wise, you know, I had a very strong culture. Uh, the North End of Hartford, Connecticut is very strong culturally. They instill pride, they instill morals, you know what I mean? And we never let a few bad apples kind of uh, ruin what we had going on. And bringing that up into the suburbs was something that some of those things they had never seen before. And so I was, little did I know, I was an enlightenment to them. (laughs) Really?
1: Yeah.
0: I I had no idea the impact. And so I would bring Hartford up to the suburbs and then, you know, they just had so many questions and I had, you know, I, I had to give them so many answers and, And that was kind of my childhood growing up. And, you know, we moved to the suburbs uh, a few years a a decade later, and, uh, you know, did high school. And uh, before the NFL was, you know, I made the varsity team. I wasn't a huge, huge football fan. I just was was good at it. And uh, my mom was always education first, education first. So I got my education. Uh, When I got to my senior high school, they told me that I was good enough to earn a scholarship. And I got a scholarship to, um, you know. Uh, U- University of Connecticut. Then I got a scholarship to the University of South Carolina. Then they started to pour in. I think I got a total of 30, 30 in total. Wow. Scholarship. Yes, exactly. And it, it just, it was a mind blower. I just, you know, a lot of learning. And then I, uh, learning about how the system works, um, recruiting, different things, uh, learning, really learning your, your worth. You know, that was a big thing for me in high school as well, but learning your worth, um, really was was put into me so I went to high school and, uh, and I actually chose the University of Connecticut starting off and I went I went and did two years in the University of Connecticut and uh, you know college is very 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 tough as far as um sports and academics I was doing well in the classroom and I was doing fairly decent on the football field but sometimes there's a lot of competition And it can be tough and so i you know it was a dream to go to the nfl you know And so i said you know i think that i my mom you know you got to please mom uh she would she would i think i'm going to have to transfer because i want to play football but i have to transfer to a school that's academically on par and so i chose umass amherst and it was close to mom as well and i knew she would love that and so i transferred over there and uh I finished up a few my few years got a degree in sociology the you know the study of human behavior um and I think that was no coincidence seeing how i c- how I grew up and seeing the different behaviors of the different all the different cultures. I oh. think that that kind of played a big part into who I was and what I studied in college.
1: Wow, that's amazing man, It really truly is, and so you had the best of both worlds i mean you had a chance to see what the inner city is like but you also had a chance to experience the other side of the tracks, so to speak.
0: Very true. And that is, um, that's specifically exactly what it was. It was, it was experiencing both. And so I know there's a lot of, I do obviously a degree in sociology. I do a lot of, uh, uh, question and answering Q and A's was people have a lot of stereotypes and misconceptions about both sides of the track, you know, and, um, they're stereotypes because they kind of never go over there you know they kind of stay on their side of the tracks yes. both sides and uh they kind of ask it's kind of like uh what is it like over there you know that's what i got growing up what is it like from the inner city want to know what the suburbs is and from the suburbs uh, know what the city's like you know they want to know what the city's like how does the city feel like what does the suburbs feel like and um and I, you know, I was able to answer that and then, you know, be articulate and give a, give a good, uh, thoughtful answer because uh, a lot of the times the, 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 misconception is that, you know, there's nothing but crime in the, in the city and that's not the, that's not right. So there's, there's more brilliant, bright young minds in the cities that one could ever imagine. That's just the biggest, you know, the biggest, um. Uh, misconception that i i broke down constantly did
1: some people look at you and say really is that really is it that different is it is it really not that different rather
0: yes 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 it it uh when they talk to me they, they under they understand the similar I, I point out the similarities because at the end of the day everybody goes home you know everybody has a family you know every every everyone's two-year-old cries everyone's seven-year-old is afraid of the monster under the bed right it's yes. it, it, it's not it's not um it's not some drastic difference economically. These are just things economic, that money can't. You can't throw money at the monster under the bed, right? <laughs> you, exactly. these are, these exactly. Right, right, right. So, what do you do
1: in order to bridge that gap, so that because you know today for some reason there's so much division among the cultures, and we're really all the same, you know? But how do you get people to understand that?
0: It helps that I played in the NFL. It helps that um, that I went to private school. It also helps that 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 I didn't live in the suburbs. I lived in the city, you know. It, it helps that I support, you know, the the, uh, the black community. You know, it's it's so doing all of those things. It shouldn't be a precursor to to reliability sometimes, but it helps is what is what I'm saying. So what I do is. Having constant conversations, dropping in on, 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 on conversations that may be held at your local town hall, and, um, you know, having – honestly, having a lot of conversation at your local restaurants as well. Um, you, you may go to a lounge and have a conversation, and you may – on your vacations, you may, um, you may have a conversation, you know, at a hotel. I, I, I've changed a lot of minds sitting at the pool at these hotels that I used to go to and that I still do. Really? I met a man, I met a man, um, and obviously not to get all political, but I met a guy, and he was in Charleston, South Carolina, great guy. He was an attorney, and he was asking me about, the, the, he was saying the inner city, the inner city, the inner city. I just hear, so. it must have been rough coming up, and I'm saying, well, no, it wasn't that rough, but I, and I also, I don't fault people at all for some of their stereotypes. For some maybe I do but for a lot I don't because some people are really inquisitive. And so I said understand this. And I pointed just just the basic just a basic obvious concept. I said listen, when we talk about jails, I said, you know, blacks making up, you know, a small portion of America, African Americans, whatever term you would like to use. I told him I told him this. I said understand that we, I said, how much, what percent of African-Americans make up criminals in the, that are in prison or in prisoners right now? If you made one big jail in the middle of, I don't know, Wyoming, and you put all the inmates in one jail, what percentage would make up, what, what percentage would African-Americans make up? And in in him and everyone that I ask, black and white and, and Hispanic, every ethnicity says the same thing. They say about 65 to 70%. No. That's what they say is, is a, that that's what they believe African-Americans make up in jails. And when I tell them, you know, you Google, go to the DOJ, and you Google it up on your phone. And, and they, and I, I, I don't want you to hear it from me. You should hear it from the stat keeper. And the, and the, and the actual number is somewhere between 30 and 35%. And they say, I can't believe what I'm reading. Huh? Really? And I say, and I say, because the reason you can't believe it, it's only because you always know every night there's one color face comes on the news and yeah. it's always the minority shot this guy or robbed this guy. And so you can't blame a person for looking on the news every day and night. And you see the same color face every single day. And so I, for how many years, a decade. And so you wake up, and, and, and so, what do you think? <laughs> you, you, you don't think you don't think that it's you think it's eighty percent. I've heard people say eighty five percent, but that's the representation on television. On yes. and and it's not everywhere, but it's a lot of it. So, but that's the first thing that I tell people, and that really brings them down to okay, wow, like cities aren't just these crime haven areas of infestation. Like no, 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 there's there's, there's scholars and geniuses and mathematicians and you know same, there's there's entertainers as well but so much more astronauts and physicists so that's that's that con, that's a, a pivotal part in to me uh teaching uh, one side about kind of the city life and how we are, how we are in the city and that, you know representation matters on tv and so i just tell them that's, that's that
1: <laughs> and that's interesting that you would say that too because again if you bring it back to the nfl most people are under the impression that most athletes, especially NFL athletes, are criminals and you know miscreants. Am I right?
0: Correct. Yes. Yes. That's, yes. They uh they want to know why um why we why we you know we're broke or they want to know why um you know I don't know we, we we used to play we used to play the Steelers and um and different teams but I remember one you know one 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 day you know it the 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 fans you know they they look up your history they look up they Google everything about you and they tell and they 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 have a they, they look up the wives and they look at and they they yell at the wives hey your husband's cheating on you he's he's probably rob, robbing people and he's probably doing this and it's, they they say all of those things but honestly um they don't know that you know like I was walking my daughter this morning we go we go for breakfast you know three times a week and we have breakfast we have a little daddy daughter time but That's really not, and and I meet different people, and they say, "Wow, you're in the you were in the NFL," and I'm like, "Yes. How how are you? How are you doing?" It's and you break down those stereotypes, and they meet me, and they say, "What do you do?" I said, "Oh, you know, I founded a a a nonprofit, and uh, you know, we help we help you know we help um, do community programming, and we give kids opportunity." And I tell them, you know, oh, they say, "How do you have time for all of that?" And I tell them honestly, you know, because you have to be transparent. I said, "I started this." But you know the NFL is real. I got a bad concussion and I can't really uh, do a lot anymore. You know, and so I have a team. My cousin, he kind of took he he went to school and got his master's um, in athletic administration, and he he really does most of the, most of it. But um, but yes, they they, they definitely um they want to paint you because TV is real. It doesn't sell. Um, scholars don't really sell on on TV. You know, yeah. the parties in the and the cars. And the, and the lavish lifestyle they sell. A guy raising his daughter, like most NFL guys are. All of my friends married with kids, and you know, just living great lives. And that doesn't—that's that's not uh, I guess. That's not sexy enough, you know. just—I brought my daughter to the park today, and we read a book and we read together.
1: That story doesn't get told. <laughs> you know what I mean?
0: Very crazy. And you know what? This is the start of it. We'll, we'll we'll start to change the narrative.
1: Yes, and that's why people like you need to be promoted more. What you're doing, you know, and uh, has other athletes on on uh, the show, and I like to promote what they do because they're not out there in the street robbing people or, you know, doing drugs. They're just trying to live life and help the community, you know. Right.
0: If it if it's out there, I haven't seen it yet, you know.
1: Yes. Yeah, so we need more people like you to be up front to be out there, so well, the thank community you. can see you, see what you're doing, and. Again, you know, the fact that you played for the NFL, you know, you, you were out there and now look what you're doing. You put together an organization, you're giving back and that's what we want to talk about. But before we do, you actually played with Ray Lewis as well, correct?
0: I did. I did. Ray Lewis. He's a man.
1: You remind me of him. you both, ha- you both have strong faith, strong believers in God, you know?
0: Yes. Yes.
1: What role does your faith and belief play into your everyday life?
0: everything every single thing um yeah i'm i'm uh aside from everything else i I'm, I'm an ordained minister nice uh um yeah i we do I do counseling i i actually had a mar. i, I married a couple last week um
1: oh nice you know, a
0: beautiful yeah a beautiful couple Chris and lauren um them in there you know it's it's me and my wife we um we counsel and we stay with couples every year we have about six couples it's kind of slowed down as of late, but we used to take them, you know, um, kind of under our wing and um, be with them, pray with them, pray with, pray for their families. Uh, the whole gamut when they come into town, you know, for to play the Ravens, we would go down, take them out to dinner. How are you guys doing? It, it's 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 the more you can do for the community, the more. And as far as Jesus Christ, he's a backbone. That I man, he he's uh
1: nice.
0: he's every he's everything. He he makes it so uh, I can do what I do. You know i'm i'm not supposed to uh be be doing all of these things you know i um but he gives me the uh the capacity he gives me the intentionality and the capacity uh to do these things how my head is and how and how my concussion was and how it currently is right now like i married the couple last week right because marriage is a key instrument in how god likes to operate right through the family and so i married the couple but then after you know, I have a migraine for a day and a half, and I have to stay in my room. Hmm. You know, these are the these are the, the effects people don't see, right? I'm out here in the community doing what I love, but to it to a certain extent, and then I have to go because my head hurts so bad. I have to go in the house for days sometimes, and it, that's just. And when I and kind of maybe it's the NFL in me that when I do something I want to do it full out because I know personally. You know, I don't have a lot of time because I know that my head will start, will start calling. It's kind of like when, when, you know, when Jesus said, you know, you don't, you don't know the they're hour you don't, that he's going to come back. Nobody knows. So, right. so it's kind of like that for me. And it says with my head, listen, you don't know when your head's going to start acting up. So you better take advantage of every opportunity that I give you. I say that's fair enough.
1: Yes, yes, I, and I want to talk about that briefly because I know you played until 2012 until until the concussions uh, took effect and you really couldn't start playing anymore. Are you getting any type of help and support from the NFL because of the injury?
0: Yeah, I get some. I get some. I definitely get some. It's um, it's I definitely get some help. You know, and 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 that's that's awesome. It's awesome that the NFL does does that but it's uh it doesn't do everything i guess is what i'm saying um yes it doesn't it's not like uh they give you a million bucks every year you know what i mean like it's it's um, right but something is something is better than nothing you know what i mean i'm you know i'm grateful for everything that i can get that i get especially when those because when the headaches start knocking and you know it's a lot it's more than just the headache i never really was a headache guy you know um so when i got uh, my migraines and I suffer from double vision. Like, it's not like you're full-blown double vision, but I, I have a lot of symptoms going on. And you get nauseous and you start sweating and all of a sudden you're like, what is going on? Like, you know, you're like, what is going on? You know, especially when you're a guy who's, you know, you're used to being healthy. And so when you start feeling these things, you're like, what is going on? And then you have, you know, I got a lot of support groups we go to because, you know, chronic pain is is is, is debilitating. And so Definitely want to give a shout out to everybody out there dealing with chronic pain and debilitating pain, whether it's migraines, back pain, you know, leg pain. It's 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 another level.
1: Oh, most definitely, I know there are a lot more studies being done on TBI now because of what's happened, and oh yeah, so that movie with Will Smith, uh, Will Smith, a few, a few years ago.
0: I didn't see it. I didn't. I didn't see it. I didn't see it. I'm so scared to watch it. <laughs>
1: yeah, yeah. Well, I could imagine. Yeah. Man. Yeah. So this is important, and your faith is important you know God is gonna keep you together. He's gonna hold on to you, you yes, know. Sir. And so you, that's so important what you're doing, man. So. But yeah,
0: I can I can barely go to movies like anymore like that. So I I haven't been to the movies in far far and few between just because of the lights and the noise and things like that.
1: So you haven't seen the Black Panther, huh?
0: You know what? They, they, they have it on, uh, on the DVD now.
1: Oh, okay. So on the yeah. 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 Okay. Oh yeah.
0: Okay. I got, I got it.
1: Okay. but So let's, let's move away from the NFL for a second. Okay. And let's okay. talk about your company, Lawrence international. Tell my listeners about that company. I mean, I know it's a not-for-profit organization. What's the mission? What do you guys do?
0: Right. I'm really, the I'm, I'm I'm really the quote-unquote kind of face of it, but you know, I don't really don't do a lot of the the background, the 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 work, just because of my head and things like that. But I I, I help I sit in on meetings and I, I help cast a vision. You know what I mean? Because I still want to be an integral part of it, but I also know that you know, I'm uh <laughs> I'm limited. Um, but um, what we do is uh, we do community programming, and you know that's a very you know vague and generic word. Like what is that? But um, we give opportunity. We like to say our vocabulary is we give that opportunity. Uh, in our day and age, everybody says, if I just had an opportunity to do it, if I just got that opportunity, we give that opportunity. And so we started, um, we started heavy uh, internationally uh, in Turks and Caicos Islands. And wow. it, it started out there or well, it, it, it gained more steam out there because, you know, I was out there one day and uh, at a hotel. Me and my wife, we like, like to travel there, and uh, a kid recognized me, and I signed a few autographs and, you know, uh, took a few pictures, and I just, you know, I'm youth-minded, so I said, you know, what do you, you know, what what do you, you know, what do you do, is this your only job, like, what do you, what is your passions and your drive, what drives you, and he said, you know, one day I want to go to school, he was about 20 years old, and um, I said, wow, I said, well, how were your grades, right, that's the first thing that I always ask, he said, I had a 3.7 GPA. And he said, I said, wow, so, you know, why didn't you go to college? He said, well, you know, we don't have uh, a university on the island hmm. in the country. I said, whoa, wow. I said, wait a minute, wait a minute. Time out, time out, time out, time out. You don't have one. And he says, you know, I don't have one. so we get to talking and I said, wow, like I said, well, you know, how much do you make, you know, here on the, on, on the working at this hotel? He said, oh, well, $6 an hour, 620, 625. And here I'm thinking now this kid, this kid's smarter than me. <laughs> this kid's smarter than me, and you know he had a three point seven gPA you know that's far from 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 my my 3.0s and my two point eight or whatever and so I'm just wondering why he did why I had a better opportunity than opportunity than him, and that's kind of when lawrence international starts started to bloom and I said, okay, that's done away with you all will get an opportunity um to do we'll, we'll work on it and so what happened was you know. We get these guys information, and we get them. Um, we work to get them funding, and so when people donate, it goes. It goes right to uh, help these kids get their educate get get uh, get their applications done, get their tuition paid for, get their flights over to school. You know, get them get them ready for America, and we and we we have them send out a slew of applications. Right now, we're looking to work with a few universities, some local universities. Um, in the Maryland in the Maryland area we're looking to get out to those guys and, and see if they want to see if they want to partner with us I mean, and that's all it is it's it's uh and i met one guy because um, i met one guy sharing the vision and he was saying he was skeptical he said you know so basically i'm donating to pay your salary you know hmm. and i don't i don't i don't blame a guy for that answer because i was in the NFL and they hounded us everybody hounded us with a, with a, with a scheme or they hounded us with a uh, nonprofit organization. And I understand it. And so I said, sir, let's make giving as easy as possible. I said, for one, I don't take a salary. So let's, wow. let's start it like that. You know, um, let's, let's understand that. I said, we are supporting these kids. These kids will get support, whether you hop on or whether you don't hop on, we would rather you hop on with us because this is what we're, this is the, the, the direction. If you would like to sit back and watch, we would rather you sit back and watch us work, and then when you feel comfortable, you give to whatever you feel comfortable with giving. We're not going to make we're not going to make this some super complicated deal. We um, another another instance, a big organization came uh, came um, came looking for us because they saw what we were doing down there. We we partnered, we supported a, a youth a youth uh, a, rec, a youth organization down in Turks and Caicos for a basketball camp. And we brought down uh-huh. Dominique Wright. He played at, he played, uh, at Marquette. Now he plays his ninth year in Qatar. Um, he plays over there in Qatar, a uh, strong believer. Uh, I brought George Hill for the Cavaliers. He came down. He came down to the camp. And so, you know, we support any and every activity that goes on. Um, whether it's, you know, getting to college, whether it's, you know, just little, little initiative, like, like the thing that you're doing, like getting kids exposed to different sports. And so, but they, we did that camp and a, and a big organization came to us and they said, you know, we're a little skeptical too, because you're new and we don't know you. And I said, well, let's and uh, because we wanted to actually build some libraries down in Turks and Caicos. Ah, wow. And because nice. they got destroyed by the hurricane and we wanted to build libraries and we wanted them to serve as serve with uh, serve and be uh, hurricane shelters as well. And they were skeptical. Of, what if you take the money? in? I said, well, how about this? Like I said, let's make giving easy. All of this nonprofit fraud thing shouldn't be this easy. Take your VP of sales or your, your, your VP of operations. They can sit on my board for a term. They can have access to the books. So when you give, the money that it takes to build these libraries, you can have someone on the inside. Let's not make, this is not about me, nor you. This is about the libraries, the youth in the country. And so that's the type of attitude that Lawrence international has. Let's make this thing easy. Let's not, let's not get into it about, you know, where's the money going? Why don't you look and see How about that has to be transparent. There's nothing wrong with transparency because if, if someone is going to give you uh, money to build a library that's going to serve as a hurricane shelter, and it's going to serve as you know, a cafeteria for, for, a, for, a, for an island, and all they want to know is to make sure that their money is going in the right place, are you serious? You know how many lives that's going to affect? Why? Yeah. You shouldn't be so arrogant as to say, no, give money anyway. Okay, well, look, take a look. When can we start? And they say, okay, I, I, I like that idea. Nobody's ever brought that idea to me before. And I said, well, you know, I maybe because, you know, I'm not going to beg for your money. You know what I mean? This is a partnership. I'm not here to beg and borrow. I, listen, if you feel this is about your comfortability, I have my passion for these, the, uh, the, the kids, the youth, the young adults, and the adults. So if you want to help come alongside that, let's make it as easy as possible. We want to make you feel comfortable. Hmm.
1: Is this, uh, this is actually taking place on Turks and Caicos?
0: This is yeah oh yes this is something that we're trying to do we haven't even started building these are these are the pre-conversations that we're having this is just one particular company but we would we we also like well i guess as i spoke and said we we um i personally am a big 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 driver of education and so we would like to start building a slew of libraries all across the caribbean just to give the youth because they're our future access to quality content. And, um, and even if, it, if, we, if we don't build it in a, in a country calls and they say, uh, we need your support. Can you, can you afford to do uh, you know, some laptops or some books, some updated books, then we'll support them in any way we can, because that's, that's the, uh, <laughs> that's just the way that's the team Lawrence way.
1: Huh? That's great. Now, you telling me that there are not as many libraries across the Caribbean?
0: No, what I'm saying is there are, but if they need, but everybody doesn't have the funding. Every area isn't the best area. So kids sometimes have to travel great distances to get content. And so, or if, if they need new, so they may need new, obviously, as you know, education is very competitive and oh yeah a town a township a country um they may address an area or a need and they might say hey we we need a little bit better equipment over here do you have any resources that can help if that's just a simple conversation yes you know we'll, we'll work with you to find that you know and and that's that's the that's the real conversation it's not like it's, it's not like um it's not like i'm saying you know the caribbean doesn't have libraries no no the, the in a, you know, what I mean? in a lot of ways, you know, the, 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 the culture down there is very educational driven. educationally driven. I mean, I love it. I love the culture. I love the mindset. Right. And, right.
1: And the only reason I'm asking is because, um, I haven't, I haven't been all over the Caribbean. So I just, I'm just Oh yeah, yeah. It out there. Definitely
0: not. And, 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 and you know, what I've gotten lately is, well, why don't you do, why don't you do something like that here in the States? And I, okay. My next question. Yeah. yeah that's, they said, well, what's up, well, what's up, bro. And so I say, because there's a library, There's a rec center. There's a college. Get in your car and drive an hour. You'll bump into a college.
1: Oh, most definitely. Take
0: a bus. And so it's it's you know it's talk to somebody from the Caribbean and say and just say and just talk to them about opportunities. You know, just talk to them about how they come up. And not to say, and I don't discount anybody in any every situation is different. But it's just the it's just when you when you have access to a college. That means so much to a thriving young man's education. Whether you take advantage of it or not, the fact that it's right there. And to think in Turks and Caicos where there's no university, they have to leave their country. Just imagine living in America. If we wanted to go to university, we would have to leave America. Yes,
1: it's hard. it's horrible. It's hard to do. Come hard,
0: on. Right. Mentally to get over I have to leave my family. Culturally, I don't know the culture, especially when it's not a built-up island. You're coming to America? The hustle grinded out America?
1: Yes. Oh,
0: man, it's a jungle. It's a <laughs> And so you know we want to give all the opportunities we can um, and and that's that's the that's the basis of Lawrence international community programming so basically every everything that a rec center encompasses you go to your rec center in the summertime, they have their camps, they offer the arts, they offer sports, they offer education. We are bringing that to to the Caribbean islands and if they have and if they have it already. We are bringing 2.0, the 3.0, the steroid version of that. We're bringing NFL athletes. We're bringing NBA athletes. Um, we had a camp down in Turk and Kikos. We had uh, Randy Moss come down there. Vince Wilford come down there. Kevin Falk came down there. I came down there. The kids were able to throw passes to the Hall of Fame. Randy Moss, like, do you know what that does for a kid? Do you know what that does for somebody to be able to say, I did that. I saw him on TV. And that's the that's the point. Giving youth and young adults their value back saying you can oh, do man. this you are worth you are you i mean look at me i, I was 10 years old i was a mama's boy i was <laughs> scrawny and thin and i was like you know probably a whiny kid and here i am on uh, talking to you nfl yes. after playing in the nfl Um, you know, astute. Oh, yes, I'm giving kids their value back. And I'm sounding all you know what I mean, though, like, I'm I'm pouring into the youth. But we all started as that 10 year old, just wanting a little bit more attention. (laughs) I mean, I'm not going to sit here and play just because I've, you know, went to Wharton and took some exe- executive classes there and I, and I, and I did this and that I've, I've I've accomplished a lot, but I was, we all start the same way. And every 10 year old deserves to know and understand that he can do it and he can do it better than me. Hmm. And it, and I'm trying to get him to be better than me younger than when I did it.
1: Oh, definitely, man. But how are they going to know this if you don't show them? Right? Ex- exactly.
0: let they say no more.
1: Beautiful, man. how, how in the world are they going to know if you don't show? That's uh, I, I'm, I'm very impressed with that. And, you know, you being the face of the organization definitely helps, correct? It helps a great deal to, to attract the, the athletes, to attract the funding.
0: It does, because you need funding. You need funding. You need, you need experts in what you do. This is a big – this is a global thing. So you, you, you need people who are global-minded and who are about business and who are about – Order and planning and strategic planning meetings and casting visions and execution and the stuff is not cheap but I don't put a price I don't put a price on a life pay pay the people what they're worth so they can deliver the goods and they so, so the kids can get the help they need and so when I pitch to board meetings and boards in different places um I just tell them listen this is not this is who I am this is the vision um if you I would love for you to be be involved. They say, "Well how much is uh going to you know salary how much is going to the kids? Let's open the books up so you can see. I'll tell you right now I don't have a salary right now and I'm talking to you right now. I don't have one right now that shows right there. this is this is what we're you know this is what uh, we, we and I, I ask them, I have what I have. do you see anything that you think that I need hmm. that you think is missing if say they say, say they say no, they're not interested. Well, you tell me for the next meeting I have what do what do you believe that I need? Right. They may say, oh, well, you need you need you know you you might need uh, X Y Z. Okay. You know what I mean? And and it's it's because it's growing. You grow to help. You know, you grow. You you, you ask. You know, at, at one point we didn't we didn't know anything, but then we ask. And and every obviously people say losses are lessons, right? And um you know i i believe it you really nobody wants to lose right nobody wants to be turned down oh. nobody wants to say no right you know we win 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 we're a winning mentality but at the same time understand that somebody knows more than you find them and learn from them oh yeah definitely right? oh and please the, and then they'll and then they'll be and then they'll and then you can learn and then they'll give money and people will donate and people will feel good about donating and so you know for instance um It's, you build, you build something and then for, and then you, you know, you, some of the hotels in Turks and Caicos, they auction off rooms and they, you know, they're thinking about auctioning off a room with a a silent auction. What what better way to, to advertise these things? You give a silent auction, a couple who donates and they donates and enters in the silent auction wins. And then they get to come down to the island and see the projects that they gave to they get to see the kids. Yes. That's what it's about. Or if they if, they, if or if they made a donation and they want a discounted kind of rate, come down and so we can show you. We'll give you a free tour of everything so you can understand what this is about, what the passion is about, about who we are and what we do. It's amazing.
1: Truly truly amazing. So you guys are based in Turks and Caicos.
0: We're based in we're based in Baltimore, Maryland.
1: Okay. You're based in Baltimore, Maryland, but you do a lot in Turks and Caicos.
0: Yes, they just it's 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 it's, it's what I tell the kids. The reason we're in Turks and Caicos so heavily, it's exactly what I tell the kids. Go to where they value you. Mm. If you're being valued and they need they're asking for your help, go there. Wow. Because they they, 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 they would like to help. I, I, I never I never I don't I don't pretend to know it all. Yeah. I I just go. Hmm.
1: That, and how long has uh, Lawrence International been in existence?
0: Honestly, only for about only for about two years.
1: Oh, that's it. Before, just two years.
0: Before that, it was um, it was uh, well, CLPP is the nonprofit, but we just rebranded about two years ago because things. Well, my cousin James, he graduated and he got his master's degree, and uh, he that he had more room and more time. He wasn't in school, so he was able to he was able to take on a lot more. And so, you know, once once we got that going, then it 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 boomed. It, it was it was uh, it was like a you know not an overnight success, but it was like a year success. It was just like boom, and everybody was like, how can we get involved? How can we get involved? How can we get involved? They kept asking him, how can we, and we just, and we said, well, let's we'll take a minute. And we pl- had a strategic plan because the, the idea is to be sustainable. We made it sustainable. They gave to the sustainability and it affected lives and then it affected more lives and it keeps affecting lives and then say no more. Now we do things in Baltimore. Like It's not like we're just over there. We do have a lot of youth in Baltimore that we support. Um, okay. That's just, that's just who we are and what we do. I'll I'll pop up to a, to a football game and I'll, and I'll, I'll, usually the AD is there, you know, and I'll tell him what we do to, you know, and say, if you guys ever need, you know, me to pop up and do a talk to the kids, I'll, I'll talk to the kids and help them get in connection with the, you know, the right tools. I'll get some of the, um, the professionals in the area. If they need a career day, we'll come in, we'll talk, you know what I mean? Stuff like that.
1: Yeah. But that's all, oh, that's good. That's good. Cause you want to spread your brand.
0: Oh right? yes, You're... exactly.
1: Excellent, and hopefully you guys will come to New York, and we'll do some stuff together too. You never know.
0: You let me know, my man. We're we're not we're not the type of group, especially if um, especially if you, we're talking about youth. You never know. We'll, we'll pop up there in a heartbeat. We'll figure. We'll send some guys up up your way, and sports, education, art, the arts. You know. Dance, so modern and contemporary dance is our new uh, is our is our new little wave. Okay. We have some professional dancers that are phenomenal. They're dance majors coming oh. out of Howard University and coming out of VCU. Fabulous, and they are really phenomenal. yes. And we're gonna take them to Baltimore. We're gonna take them to Turks and Caicos. We're gonna do dance camps. And like nice. I said, representation matters.
1: Oh yeah, most definitely, man. So look, we're gonna definitely stay in touch. You know, I'm definitely gonna do that. But before I let you go. I want to know do you have do you have any advice for young and old when it comes to going after your dreams?
0: I have tons of advice. Um, <laughs> yes, I have an, I had a I have one, don't sweat the small things and everything small. And I say that with the healthiest uh, in the healthiest way possible, right? What I mean is don't yeah. don't get down on yourself so easily. Life is a marathon, it's not a sprint. You're going to put a lot of time and effort into things that you think that should have quick results and they're going to take longer and you're going to get frustrated. Don't, don't go so down in your deep, in your deep dark hole. Come about to That thing. You, it'll, Hmm. it'll, it'll happen for you. You know what I mean? Trust in God, pray to him. He will deliver, but, but don't, like I said, it, life is a marathon. You'll get there, but it's not going to be, even if you planned it out, Don't sweat it. It's a small, it's a small setback. A setback is a setup for a comeback, right? And so. (laughs) so,
1: That's what I hear. There you go. (laughs) Now, how important is networking though? I mean, cause you you can't do it yourself. You have to reach out, right?
0: So if you don't know um, how to network, it's okay. You need to start though. Networking is huge. It's telling your story. Everybody's not going to like your story. Everyone's not going to like you. But it's uh, but it's True. but it's okay because someone will, and someone will like your story, and you find your niche, and you and you go and you go and you go. I don't care what you're doing. You could be selling waters. Someone will. You tell why you're doing. You tell your have a story, and tell your story, and someone will say yes.
1: Someone's gonna say yes.
0: Someone will. <laughs> How many people live in the in the United States? 350 million. One is gonna say yes.
1: And it might be that one that you need.
0: Right. It might be it, that exactly.
1: Now, how can my listeners find out more about Lawrence International?
0: Definitely, you guys can definitely go to our website. It's uh you know www.lawrenceintl.org. So we abbreviated the international, so it's Lawrenceintl.org. You can check us out on Instagram, Facebook. If you just type in Lawrence International, and you can see some of our content. You can see some of the kids. Um, we have a lot of new content coming um just from some young adults that are you know that are doing well you know we uh we help guide them all the all the principles that i'm giving to um saying here today i tell them and i help them and i help them learn the networking i'm glad you brought it up i help i teach them how to network um james has done a phenomenal job with setting up and i can't wait till you meet him with setting up the infrastructure to teach the kids how to network really yes and um and, and it's a good thing it's a good aspect to learn because some people are introverts and they don't really like to talk uh and and, that, and, and that's fine we we help them develop a way where it's more most comfortable comfortable for them because they still want they still need the funding right they still need to say their say their piece say their their story but they don't feel necessarily comfortable so we want we want them to succeed, and that's all that matters.
1: That's that's it. Succeed in life, man.
0: That's right. So yeah. You know?
1: And you actually being, you know, your role model for these kids. That's so important in the lives of so many young people.
0: I try to be. I just try to be. I try to be the best I can. You know, try, I try. I have to be.
1: Yeah, man. Yes. And you're a family man.
0: I just had my our first daughter, little Savannah Lynn. She is 11 months and two weeks. Oh, so she'll be a she'll be a year in two weeks.
1: Beautiful. Beautiful. Matt, how can my listeners follow Matt Lawrence? Do you have your own social media platform?
0: Yes, you can You can sh- give me a, a, a buzz on Twitter. I'm on Twitter. Um, check me out on Twitter. It's uh, my number, 32 underscore degrees. So 32 underscore degrees. And uh, it'll, it'll be a picture of uh, me leading prayer uh, at the 50-yard line with the Ravens and the Redskins so uh, really yeah and so you know i was uh we i've led a bible study while i was playing or two and so you know after the game you'll if you they usually don't show it but after the game a lot of the guys they go to they go to midfield and they take a knee and they all pray both teams they pray together yes
1: i've seen that on occasion but they don't show it as much
0: now i did see that every every game beautiful man beautiful
1: well matt i took a lot longer than i I told you I'd take, but you had a lot to say, and I want you to share your story to my listeners. That's you know? fine,
0: my man. But I do, I'll do it. anything for the children. The future.
1: Oh man, most definitely. So let me end by saying Matt Lawrence, on behalf of Body Scope of New York and Six Weeks to Fitness, I truly want to thank you for coming on my show. Thank you. And to my listeners, I truly hope this program was informative, encouraging, and inspiring that you will continue tuning in to our 6 Weeks of Fitness podcast. And if you have any questions, comments, or suggestions for the show, please leave them on my 6 Weeks of Fitness blog at www6 or email me at Vince at 6weeks.com. Take care. Bye-bye.